All right, guys, what's up? Today we are here. We're going to talk about being an example. And unfortunately, uh, Kristen Era and I had a great Sunday chat uh, this week that unfortunately a power surge came in before we had saved it and we lost about an hour and a half of awesome content. We are going to do that again here in a couple of weeks when I get back from the games and uh, hopefully you guys can enjoy that because she has a lot of amazing insights right now as a pregnant woman still doing CrossFit and you know trying to kind of battle through some of those things and also somebody who's been really empowered by CrossFit and you know it made me think a lot and some of my experiences this past week have also made me think a lot about what it truly means to be the example. And obviously, it's something that I've always tried to think about being a leader from the front. And this started for me in the military. I found that I couldn't I, I couldn't be hypocritical, right? I couldn't tell you to do one thing and not be doing that myself. There are some CrossFit coaches. There are some fitness coaches, nutritionists, doctors. You guys probably all know somebody who's in the health industry who is not actively walking the walk. They're not doing what they're saying. And I think that everybody always kind of takes a second for pause when they have to take their advice, or at least I think they should. And it's not that that advice is always going to be incorrect. Obviously, I know a couple great CrossFit coaches, some of the best, who can't actually perform a good clean or a good snatch. They can't do a Metcon fast, right? They don't have that capability. And I'm not saying you need that capability to be able to be a great coach. Obviously, it's a lot more intellectual than that. But I do think that if you're going to tell people, hey, I think you should change your lifestyle, I think that you should not smoke, I think that you should control your drinking, control your time on your cell phone, all those things I think you should read, then how am I going to recommend that? How am I going to know if that actually is the way to a happier, healthier lifestyle if I'm not actually doing that? And so for me, it's always the proof is in the pudding. Anything that I am going to tell you to do is going to be something that I have actively done, participated in, or I know intimately about because I have had somebody really close to me do. And if it's not something that I've done, I'll always tell you that. You know, hey, I've heard this. I've heard this is great. Now, I've never done it. So anything that I've never done does not have my full the full weight of my recommendation, which I try to put a lot of stock in something that I recommend. And so it's important to kind of know that if you're getting a recommendation from me, it is something that I have experienced. And I think this is important for a lot of people to kind of keep in mind when they're thinking about, you know, how they maybe talk to other family members about health and fitness, how they talk to other people in their lives about you know, socializing or, you know, not being depressed or being happy. It's like, you know, are you actively working on changing those things for the better yourself before you recommend it? Do you know that that will actually pull you out of depression? Have you ever dealt with that before? Right. And if you have, how did it work for you? Walk me through it. Help me. And that will have a huge benefit and a huge carryover to certain people. Certain people that are in your situation that think the way you think, that enjoy the things that you enjoy, and then you also have to understand that there are going to be certain people that just don't vibe with that way of doing things. Just like I understand, there are certain people that come into our gym and they just don't like pushing sleds. They don't like it. They don't like working hard. They don't like having that feeling of their heart rate being up and the lactic acid pumping through their body and feeling that. 
And I get that. Like I, I now understand that. Right. But for me, I love that feeling. That feeling to me is fulfillment. It's accomplishment. It feels good to me when I get done and I have accomplished that task. I've completed that really difficult sled push and it's left me laying, breathing with my blood pumping. I feel raw and I feel animalistic and human and it just drowns out all the other bullshit that I have going on around me that I don't need to be worrying my mind space with. And it just quiets all of that noise. It reminds me a little bit of Fight Club when he talks about all the outside world, all the crap that's going on just kind of becomes quiet when you, when in this case, when you join Fight Club, right? Or in our case, when you push sleds or you do a hard Metcon or you do some of these things that we do. And for me, fitness has always been kind of like a spiritual outlet in that way, right? I can be having really tough days, you know, losing people, losing family members or, or dogs or loved ones and, you know, struggling through the difficulties of, you know, work and depression, some of those things. But the workout was always there as a release, as a way to reset for me, right? And that was always what I looked at it as most was a way for me to feel better, way for me to feel more present mentally, right? I was better with conversations after I had worked out. I was happier after I had worked out. I was fine at work. I never felt depressed or lonely or like I wasn't contributing if I had already worked out in the morning. But I started to notice that on days when I would sleep in and I wouldn't get my workout in and then I would go to work, the days would drag. I would be much more depressed. I would be mean. I would be short with people. I wouldn't be aware of how I was communicating. So those things are all started to become very clear for me. And now I recommend health and fitness and exercise and nutrition and all this stuff as a great way to be better mentally, right? To be there, to be more present, to fight off depression and some of these things that we all deal with. This electronic depression is what I heard it the other day being dubbed as now. It is real. It's a problem that we're all going to be dealing with for the next decades or foreseeable future until, you know, whatever the machines bring us down. Right. Uh, and that's going to be something that we're just dealing with. And so my fix for that is the stuff we talk about on this podcast. And I do my best to live that because I don't want to be electronically depressed. I don't want to be one of those people who doesn't ever get out and travel and do things and, and talk and have conversations with people and enjoy the things in life that we should all be enjoying. And so my hope and what I've started to find recently in some of my last few weeks and just conversations with total strangers, Maria and I are so lucky to go around as a couple and get asked all the time, what do you guys do? And sometimes it's girls looking at Maria's quads. Sometimes it's, you know, people looking at our backs or my size or, you know, her butt or my butt. It's like that dumb and dumber walk by like, oh, he must work out. <laughs> it's like, so those are conversation starters for us. And it's awesome. It's great, obviously, for, for business, but I don't really care about that. I, I care more about trying to get the conversation started for people from a, a health perspective. And, you know, we closed on our house this week and I was able to have a conversation with a total stranger that was just brought up by Maria and I being happy and smiley and looking like we're fit. And you know, he just asked, he goes, what do you guys do? What do you do for health and fitness? And we told him, you know, hey, we opened a, or, you know, we own a gym. We recommend, you know, eating healthy first and foremost to start to lose some weight and then recommend starting to exercise, you know, three days a week and get outside and do some other things. And 
you know, told him that we have a business that we do that, but we have some other places because we were kind of far away. We have some other places we'd recommend. And he was like, you know, no, I'd really like to come and work with you. And that's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I want to be somebody who from looking at you and watching Maria and I smile and laugh and have fun. And obviously she's better at this than I am. She's the best person I know is why I fell in love with her and why I married her. Is she just looks like somebody who is just enjoying herself. Every conversation she gets in, she giggles and laughs and just makes stupid comments and jokes that just don't even like, they wouldn't fly anywhere else except for if it came out of her mouth. And somehow all of her relationships, it's just become okay that she's that way. And it's so lovable, but it's infectious. And, you know, if you have known Maria as long as I have, you've maybe seen her through, you know, some struggles and some ups and downs. And, you know, she's always tried to kind of put that front on for other people, but she's definitely had a lot of struggles in times where she didn't feel that way in times where she wasn't so outwardly happy and positive, but we've worked really hard and, you know, we've tried to get to a point where, you know, she could come on as a coach for friendship. That was a huge life goal for her. And we've accomplished that. And then she wanted to really focus in on, you know, becoming better at what she does professionally so she can help people better. And now she loves what she does every day and she's worked hard to get there. And so it's kind of the same thing for me. I feel now like we've worked hard to be somebody who sets an example, not just from health and fitness, right? Cause there's a million people who compete in CrossFit and they're assholes, right? And they're egotistical and they only are going to sit and tell you about, you know, their one rep max, this and that. And we didn't want to be those people. We want to be somebody who also embodied being happy and being somebody who enjoyed conversation with strangers and went out of their way to meet and help people just because we could. And it's the biggest thing that I've tried to learn from her is she is amazing at it. And I try to watch how she interacts with people and I try to watch how she talks with people. And I want to make sure that I'm doing my best to be a better example on that end, right? Being open to talk with strangers and help people. And the reason I do this podcast and the reason that I wanted to do this specific podcast is really to tell you guys about the power of being an example is, you know, if you want to be somebody who helps motivate other people to start working out then start to look like somebody who works out a lot and start to really dive into your nutrition and be somebody who works out a lot and be okay with posting it on social media and be okay with talking about it with people. Because that example, if that's what you want to be, you'll help inspire a couple people to start working out. And guess what? That might be something that changes their life. That might be something that introduces them to their husband or wife. They might have just gotten a divorce. They might be struggling, right? And you might be the person to help get them back on their feet. That's an amazing thing, right? And we know we can do that through exercise. You can do it through nutrition also. You can do it through just general mental health and tell somebody to put the cell phone down and pick up a book, put the cell phone down and go out and call an old friend and write them a card and set up a, just a dinner date to just talk, not anything else. Just talk. How are you doing? Tell me about your life. Tell me about what you've been doing. What are you struggling with right now? And just talk with people and start to be that person. It doesn't matter how you set the example, but just be somebody who leads from the front, who lives that for a little while. And then you can say something like, hey, I really think that you should look into doing this because I've done this for six months. I've done this for a year. I've done it for five years and it has changed my life. 
It's changed the way that I think about things. It's changed how I think about, you know, moving up and down stairs and how I think about playing with my grandkids and how I think about golf and how I think about all these things. And exercise has totally changed my outlook. And it's made me a more happy and positive person. And you can say that and the person will believe you because it's true. And they'll be able to see that you are living that lifestyle and you're doing it to the best of your ability. Now, conversely, if you think about the other person or you think about somebody who's, you know, maybe they half-ass work out. Maybe they take a bunch of, you know, pictures and videos and they don't actually come in and work out. And they're telling you, you know, hey, I think that, you know, working out's done, it's done a ton for me. And you're kind of like, like, really? Like, has it? Because you don't seem like you're all the way happy and healthy and you don't seem like you're really working out. Like, do you think that that is actually something that you're benefiting from right now? And people are going to, people know, they're going to feel that. They're going to know if you're actually the example of that or if you're just kind of talking shit. So being an example is one of the core values at Friendship. And it's one of the core values of me and my life and something that I take very seriously. And I would definitely encourage you guys, if you are telling people above you or underneath you at your job, or you're telling other people in your life to do something, you might be telling an associate, hey, I want you to come in at 5.30 when everybody else is going to come in at 7. Now, if you're not currently doing that, but you did that in the past, how are they ever going to know that? How are they ever going to necessarily respect that? right? Millennials, especially new employees, they're not going to know those things. They're not going to necessarily appreciate the work that you did before they got there or that you went through the same thing that they're going through. You need to show them that you can do their job better than them. You need to show them that you are capable of showing up at 5.30 a.m. and kicking some ass and that they are just there as a helper to you. And once you've done that and you've come in and you've done a great job and you've shown that employee how good you can do that job because you did it every day for years and you now have the opportunity to show them, not just tell them, but show them what you're capable of, they are going to have a much higher level of respect for you as an employer right? And this can go to anything. It's the same thing, right? If I am sitting there and I'm doing your introductory process, or or maybe let's even take a better example. Let's say that, uh, you know, coach uh, Liz is doing your introductory process. And I'm telling you, you know, I'm the owner of this facility and I do this podcast and I've written these blog posts and you're reading it, but you've never met me. You've never seen me do anything. And I'm saying all these things and I'm talking all this shit. And this guy really thinks that he knows all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And you know, he does this podcast and he seems pretty sure of himself. And you're just like, you know, but I've never met him before. He might just be a total asshole, right? Which is Totally true. And I keep that in the back of my mind when I do this podcast, by the way, making sure that I'm not just full of shit and I'm not just sounding like a total asshole. So hopefully I don't. But, uh, you know, that person's never met me before. So they have zero reason to respect my value that I can provide to them or respect my opinion on, you know, class programming when they start to jump into it. They're going to have a higher level of respect for Liz because Liz is there teaching them how to do those movements. Liz is the one who teaches them how to snatch. Liz is the one who helped them with nutrition. Liz is the one who set them up with a plan that has helped them be successful in their beginning journey in CrossFit. And then I know that when I meet that person that I'm going to have to start fresh and build value with that person and start to build my relationship from scratch. I'm not owed anything. They're not going to give me anything. 
So I try to make sure I do a great job when I coach those people in class and I give them a lot of communication. I get to know them a little bit. I ask them questions and I try to build that relationship from the ground up from there. That's a huge reason why I still coach. Both of those reasons, right? I want to make sure that my employees know that I am always working on being a better coach and that I can always jump in and hopefully run a great class and provide a lot of value to our community. So that's one big reason. But I also want to make sure that the people coming in and know the person who writes the programming and the person who does the podcast and writes a lot of the you know website content and all that stuff, that they know what they're talking about and that they also can run a great CrossFit class and they also can coach me and they also can help me. So I think that's really important. And then that's also the reason that I do CrossFit classes, right, is I want to make sure that people understand that like, I'm not going to tell you to do anything that I wouldn't tell myself to do, first of all. Second of all, if I'm programming this stuff and this is what I am using for my maximized health and fitness, then you can be damn sure that I'm not leaving anything out to sandbag for you guys because I want my health and fitness time to be maximized also. I don't want to waste my time. So anything that's programmed is what's going to be best for you because I want the best for myself just the same as I want the best for all of you guys. And hopefully that shows you guys that. That shows you that I believe in everything that we program. I believe in our coaches to take their classes and to get my feedback from them about me and my body and have that communication with them, to work on nutrition with Andy and to trust all of those things. I recommend it because I've done it and because I know that it's going to work and I've seen it work and I believe in it 100%. And I'm not going to ever recommend something that I don't believe in 100%. And because of that, I can not only be the example, but I can also talk honestly and with conviction when I tell people stuff. So if I tell you, hey, I really think you should sign up for the squat program, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I actually think you should. And if I don't think you should, then I'm going to tell you no. And you can ask, there's a dozen people that I told, no, I don't think you should do this yet. I don't think you're ready. I think it's too much for you. And then there's some people where I said, yeah, you know, like you have some squat mechanics issues. I think your main goal for this is going to be to build some mechanics, not necessarily strength. I don't care if you PR, I just want you to move better. And then there's some people where it was like, yeah, you move awesome. You've got a great squat. This is going to do nothing but make you stronger, right? So it's different communications for everybody. So I think that that's an important thing. And I just want you guys to kind of take this into your life. Think about what you're really good at and think about who you've never actually shown that to in your life and think about who could maybe use that, right? So if you have an associate, if you have a new employee, take a second and take a step back, take a sec, like take a step off your high horse just a little bit and think, why should this person respect me? And if your only answer is because I'm his boss, just the same as if my example was because I own the gym. That's a bullshit answer. That's not going to motivate or inspire anybody. That's not going to do anything to get people off their ass and take some action. And that's what we need to be thinking about. Being an example, being somebody who looks the part is the first step. That can start the conversation for you a lot of the time. Looking like Maria both physically, obviously, like I obviously I'm biased. I think she has a great body. This is my wife, by the way. Um, you know, looking like her is a great way to start conversations, but also laughing and smiling and joking and being open to having conversations with strangers is also a great way to start the conversation, right? And then lastly, if you don't have somebody start the conversation with you, Maria's not afraid at all to take it to you. And she'll just look at you and say, Why are you doing that? Why would you smoke? 
smoking stupid, right? And just say that right to you. And that's a conversation starter. And so, but she's an example of that. And that's what you kind of have to think about is, you know, what are things that I am an example of, but I'm just not showing to people or I'm not maybe looking the part as much as I could. So I hope that maybe reaches some people. I'm going to do some more podcasts kind of diving into our core values a little bit, but I really want to kind of make sure that people understand why those are our core values and what that really means to me and what that means to us. But, uh, you know, this is a big one and it's one that I had a lot of experience and I got to kind of sit on the sidelines and watch Maria just you know, be just an awesome example of what it means to be a part of our community. And for me, I don't even chime in anymore. For a long time, I used to feel the need to to chime in, to help Maria out, to, you know, articulate a little bit about our services or who we are, what we do, or, you know, things here and there. But she just kills it now. Uh, and it's just awesome to watch because she's such an inspiration for people. And, you know, I'm constantly trying to learn and develop and, and learn from her and watch and be a better example for, you know, being somebody who's positive and outgoing. It's not something that comes naturally to me. And it's something that I've, that I constantly have to work at being better. I'm naturally a bit of an introvert, believe it or not. And so, uh, so it gets me out of my comfort zone and we've talked about that a lot. And so, you know, I hope you guys enjoy this one and I'm off to Madison for the game. So you guys won't get any, uh, any more podcasts this week or any Sunday chat this week. And then I'll be back at it feverishly next week. I'll promise you guys two and a Sunday chat, hopefully. So have a great weekend guys. Don't forget to cheer Saki and Ryan on, uh, you know, for, for those of you guys who don't know just a little bit about Ryan here. And maybe we'll do a podcast with him when he gets back from the games. But this is about four years in the making for him. He came over from Fit Club a few years ago to start training with us. And he wanted to make the games, but I didn't ever feel like there was anything really like overtly motivated about it. And he was a 43-year-old guy in the 40 to 44-year-old division. So he was on the older end of the age division. And he made it that year, but it was really stressful on him. And so, you know, we had kind of set our sights then on his first year in this division, the 45 to the 49 division. And everything since then has been one trajectory towards this CrossFit Games. It's been a lot of mental training. It's been a ton of physical training and a lot of development and coaching and listening to me and putting you know his ego aside and all this other stuff that is really really hard to do and for those of you guys who know Ryan it's not necessarily the most natural things for him so he really went out of his comfort zone to make these improvements and uh, you know I'm super positive going into this weekend and I really really hope that it pays off for him because he deserves it and he's a guy who works a full-time job at Abbott Foods. He has two young kids, and he's a great father, and he's a great husband. He's just a good-hearted person who comes in, and he works his butt off. And everybody sees him in class when he comes in, and that's a part of what he does physically. He also does some other things that I've given him over the years. But, um, you know, honestly, he's sort of made it here just on doing our CrossFit classes and eating as healthy as he can and busting his butt during those classes. And that's been the majority of his training for the last three years. The only other stuff that we've done is a little bit of running, a little bit of mobility, and a little bit of weakness work on his handstand walks and his rope climbs. And so it's a, it's a cool thing for our community to cheer on somebody who's gotten there on CrossFit classes. And Saki's gotten there just on our teen program classes. She didn't do any accessory work, really. 
And, uh, you know, I hope that those are a couple of people that you guys can really get behind and really believe in because, you know, in, in Ryan, especially, obviously I don't know Masaki as well. That's Maria's athletes, but, uh, Ryan, especially, I think he really embodies what, um, you know, what we talk about all the time with being a leader, being an example, you know, he, he kind of takes everybody's excuses about, yeah, you know, I've, but I've got young kids or, but I've got a full-time job or, but I've got this or I got that. And he just kind of takes it and goes like, look, that's all bullshit. You know, you can outwork any of those excuses. And it's just a, a sweet, you know, talking about somebody about being an example. You know, he's somebody that I really look up to and somebody that, you know, when I'm 45 years old, I hope to be you know, in, in half as good a shape, uh, and half as good of a dad and husband as, as he is. And so, um, you know, I hope that you guys take some time to get behind him this weekend and, you know, cheer him, cheer him on, watch him on some events. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be going to be awesome, but you know, it's, uh, it's something that I just wanted to take a quick second to talk just about how this has been a really long journey for him and something that he's worked really hard for. And, uh, I know that that's, that's very inspiring for people. It's not just, uh, this hasn't just been a, this year thing. This has been a long-term trajectory. So hope you guys enjoy this. And, uh, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, I'm pulling for you with all my heart, man, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks guys.